0: Cynic Empowerment! Alright, hi everybody! This is Cynic Empowerment, and I am Jimmy Horn.
1: And I'm Tim Carpenter. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. Hmm. Yep, thank you. uh, Cynic Empowerment (laughs) is uh, a show about sad things... Uh, For those of you who have listened to our first couple of episodes, thank you for doing so. Uh, You know the drill. We're going to look for the silver lining and hopefully find some positivity to all of these negative things that uh, we so easily hone in on in life. So uh, today, uh, what are we going to be talking about, Jimmy? What's what's the sad stuff going on today?
0: Uh, at first, I felt like I didn't have a lot to talk about, but then I realized that could be a source of sadness, and I started investigating that as I was going to bed last night. And uh, the thing that I'm sad about is there's not enough hours in the fucking day, man. It seems like no matter how much you do, no matter how productive you are, no matter how much you're just doing something from one second to the next until you pass out, it just feels like it is nighly impossible... To get everything you want done, done in a day or a week or ever at this point. Maybe that's just yeah. me, but I don't think it's just me.
1: No, I, I think uh, the the industries that have been spawned by uh, people trying to sleep less and work more or try to be more energetic uh, or simply just try to be more productive in general uh, is proof. That that is a very important thing in a lot of people's lives, just the physical limitations of not being uh, able to do everything that you want to right? like humans want their cake. They want to eat it, too. So, yeah, it's I think it's sad because we have the knowledge that we could possibly have more like there's there's a possibility we could stay awake for long, that we can be more productive in our days but it's just doesn't always it doesn't always get to that But then route.
0: it just takes out more of your next day. You stay up late one night trying to get more stuff done, and then you wake up the next day feeling shittier, and then you're just two steps behind that day. It's just like, right. ugh. ugh. Like, I bought McDonald's the other day. I hate McDonald's, but I was like, I'm hungry. I haven't had time <laughs> to go to the grocery store. I got to go somewhere. They're going to give me cheap food. And coffee, oh, yeah. and you know, I I wasn't happy about it, but I did it.
1: I did it anyway because convenience.
0: Exactly. Convenience
1: is McDonald's is okay. So, you, you could look at McDonald's. I think that that's an excellent point to bring up because they're the one of the worst fast food restaurants you could possibly go to. For sure. But they are still the reigning champ of being super quick and efficient. Mm-hmm. So as as a society, have communally voted uh, to keep McDonald's around and very powerful simply based on the fact that they are going to be able to give us our shit sandwiches faster mm-hmm. than the other neighborhood shit sandwich shop.
0: Try saying that five times fast. Shit it's sandwich really shop hard. with a Sean Connery accent. <laughs> shit sandwich <shameless>, shop. <laughs> uh, yeah, triple S is a triple threat. Mhm. Yeah. I, oh man. Yeah. But I, I, I will say I ordered off the breakfast menu, so I don't know why in my heart that makes me feel like I'm less bad of a human being, but it totally does.
1: Oh, I think it's worse. Like you see breakfast? Menus? I think it's worse. Like, it depends on what you got, because all the sausage products are equally as nasty as the burgers, if not more so. Oh,
0: but I had and some with, eggy. You had some eggy. Yeah. I mean, you got uh, okay. Some with sausage too, though. So I guess. Maybe I should be sad. We just talked about how sad it is to eat pigs, so maybe I should be extra sad. It's so delicious, though.
1: But they're intelligent, and they they think like your dog does. Oh, or
0: God. I can't have this conversation <laughs> again.
1: Oh, jeez. Oh, we're trapped in his
0: uh, bar. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, i bet a glass box of emotion. <laughs>
1: uh, the, so the, the, the McGriddle in particular, right? Is that the one with the, like, the, it's got, like, syrup like no the... no no no
0: no 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 no, no. actually no i think you're right that is so i didn't get the mccurl i got the mcmuffin which is a biscuit i i lied i don't know my mcdonald's products real i got the mcmuffin which is i don't know why i call it a mcmuffin it's more of like a mcbiscuit but it's just like a biscuit with like cheese and egg and sausage what's
1: the, what's the, what's the, the english muffin on it
0: english muffin is that-
1: yeah, it's has got an English muffin on it. It's something All
0: right. whatever. Not the I'm not Because an you got your you got your fucking
1: syrup that's already like built in. I think like, the it's the part of the syrup over- is a
0: McGriddle. I think you're right. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's disgusting. Like yeah, I no, I didn't I don't even want go that. that And not only that, but think how much that is. Like something like that has to take so many working parts in order to make that a thing. But yet, it's going to be sold to you for $3. -hmm. How is that possible? Science. Where's that?
0: Science. Science.
1: Science Science just does it for us, and uh, all the world is going to be better. We don't have to understand how it works. We just have to put on our blinders and eat our McGriddles, and everything's fine.
0: It's science, dude.
1: It's totally, totally good.
0: It's oh, like, I mean, um, you know, it's one thing to rage against capitalism, but would we, would we have the Dorito, the Cool Ranch Dorito, if it wasn't for capitalism? I don't think so.
1: Hmm. Well, it's it's kind of hard to, to look back throughout history and pinpoint all of these weird niche examples of human industriousness and say that we wouldn't have that because of capitalism. I, I think that we wouldn't have it if if we didn't, if we weren't industrious, but would we not have, you know, the the wave of industry uh, that that has given us all these amazing technologies if capitalism wasn't a
0: thing? Well, I specifically targeted Doritos because Doritos, along with a lot of like fast food snacks, are like engineered. To be just savory enough that you want more, but not savory enough to satisfy. So it's like an endless chasing the dragon effect where it's like, ooh, piece of candy, ooh, piece of candy, ooh, piece of candy. And you do that until the bag's gone. Like it has been specifically engineered for you to eat more and never have any sense of, I don't know, like savory... Uh, catharsis in your mouth of like, mm, that was rich. I think I'll have enough. And so, I mean, it's like literally the, the most capitalistic food you could imagine, as far as like.
1: What if, what if they were made by Umbrella Corp or something? You know, like their the Doritos were actually the thing to cause the zombie apocalypse because you just had like these people walking around, they just had like nasty ass Dorito dust all over <laughs> their face, but they couldn't get enough. <laughs> Do you have Doritos, Do you have Doritos. Oh. Just, they they just they made it a little too well. You know, like it's mm-hmm. just a little too too much taste good on it. Uh destroys society.
0: I can't believe it. Just like yeah. a bunch of like meth head Dorito junkies, except for the meth is the Doritos.
1: That's right. That's right. So everybody out there, you watch out. If you eat too many Doritos, it could happen to you as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, man. So, speaking of food and whatnot, uh, I've been on kind of a funky diet lately, Mm -hmm. Uh, this old ketogenic diet, uh, which is a lot of fun in some Keto diet? Yeah, yeah. You get to somewhat shamelessly eat like fatty fatty meats, which is cool. But by the same token, it leaves you with very few options for meals like breakfast. Uh, So – on the other end of the spectrum, the opposite end of the McDonald's convenience mm-hmm. spectrum is making your own breakfast every day mm-hmm. and not being a poor, you know, compacted grain and sugar into a bowl with some cow's milk and go into town. Right. You can't, you, can't on keto, right? you can't consume those kinds of carbohydrates because it's you know, metabolizing the sugars and yada, yada, yada. So I've been trying to make like eggs and bacon every day for like the last. Couple months and it's, I mean, it wears on you after a while. It's pure monotony of doing the same old thing over and over again. Like, if if only I had a little more time, right? If only Mm -hmm. I had uh, 30 minutes to an hour every morning where I could cook my breakfast and sit and enjoy it. But usually, by the time I'm done making my breakfast and my coffee, I'm, you know, I've got like 10 minutes to eat it and then I got to rush out the door.
0: Right. Just scarfing it down yeah I happy. have found out because I like the idea of having like a nice slow, easy morning wake up cup of coffee, you know eggs and whatever, eat it, enjoy it, read the New York mm-hmm. Times, whatever, and go out the door. but uh, if I'm just gonna be honest with myself, no matter how late it is, I have to work like I'm going to like come to that threshold of just like exactly how late can I sleep in. And still wake up, throw clothes on, brush my teeth, and run out the door. Like, no matter how late it is. Like, it doesn't matter. That's just ultimately what I'm going to do, which is too bad. But, speaking of dietary things, I, 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 I haven't actually done this. But, apparently, there's, like, some, like, Japanese thing where you wake up in the morning and you drink, like, I don't know, like, 16 ounces of water or something like that on an empty stomach. And there's some... Health claims for that. Am I am I spraying fa- fake news right now? I don't know. Maybe it has mm-hmm. a Wikipedia page though, which isn't always you know foolproof, but it makes me feel a little easier. It's not like at some website like oh uh, everything you need to know dot net forward slash America. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's usually a big heads up that you're on uh, one of those unusual. Websites that you need to get away from pretty quickly, uh, but as as far as this whole drinking water thing, what, what what health benefits are you supposed to? What, why an empty stomach?
0: Why so, does it matter if you? I think it's just one of those things of like getting your system rolling without like throwing stuff on it. I could, if I had prepared, I could have read more about it, but essentially it's just like oh I don't know, making the argument that it's like healthy to get your your little motor running without throwing uh, food at it but let me so just look it up
1: people people in the areas of the world that don't have proper water filtration like how could they do this 60 could they just like boil their water for a little bit like how long does it take you to boil water and add like an iodine tablet to it
0: well like, I, I, uh, think I the, guess I think the same people that have issues boiling their water probably have issues making uh eggs and um bacon in the eggs morning bacon. too yeah they probably have the same
1: but what if they have, i mean if they if they have an abundance of, they could just trade that for water right like that would be like you know barter barter trade system you know you we were talking about capitalism earlier like they could just trade that off right isn't that how that works why is it not working I, don't get it. Uh, I don't Maybe know. they just don't have any. They have no resources, so the society around them has pushed them away and decided, eh, you don't have anything to give us, so yeah, you could you can just go die with you. Just get out with all of that. You don't you don't need clean water.
0: No clean, yeah, water, clean for you. water. Get wrecked mm-hmm. scrub. Yeah, get wrecked, Dude. Good. Why, why don't why don't they just we'll, get a job? Man. Yeah, just go go Pay find some job.
1: You should make the job, you know. You should be one of those industrious souls, one of them captains of business, making all the jobs. And then you can give all of your other buddies jobs too, and uh, you guys can, you know, invent some kind of water filtration plant. That would be great. Could help all your your fellow friends and family. Everybody is going to be better for it. But then, because of all that, you own the intellectual property to the inception of the business. You own the means of production that are within that company if you happen to be able to even establish the capital in the first place. And then after that, who's going to pay you back? Are you just going to like operate at a deficit for the rest of your life? Or are you going to look to your your countrymen? You're going to look to all those people around you and you're going to say, Hey, you, I want you to give me money, or
0: you don't get filtered water bada bing bada boom and then you win but um i think there are (laughs) some interesting statistics though to say like while there is a lot of shitty things going on like overall the world's doing better than it ever has before like i think global trends of uh abject poverty are down i think people more people do have access to water i don't know i was i'm listening to this book on tape god like i don't have any of my numbers or uh thing resources together today what's this this is this is all coming back to like not having enough time what's this book called the book is called know this today's most interesting and important scientific ideas discoveries and developments by this guy named john brockman and it has an interesting uh preface not a preface um about basically this making the argument of, like, hey, there's been a lot of scientific discoveries in the last however long, and so while we have access to all this information around the world 24-7, that's always going to highlight what's bad, there are some good things, like, I don't know, um, uh, uh, like, it seems like global trends in poverty and other things, but, I don't know.
1: Well, but that also depends on how we measure poverty, right?
0: For sure. Like, how how does you do it? I...
1: It's, it's, the book just is what, what the book told me. Once, once upon a time, uh, I, I've heard that there are a couple of ways, of course, to measure poverty. You have your abject poverty—you uh, people who are absolutely 100 uh, percent, you know, in situations in which they do not have that baseline, like that bottom of the pyramid of the hierarchy of needs. Right? They don't have, you know, clean water, or they don't have you know people who are starving or disease-ridden in terrible war-torn circumstances in which they don't have homes because it keeps getting blown up Uh, that's that's a a case of objective poverty Uh, now most of the time whenever people are discussing poverty in the modern world they're discussing the 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 other side of that coin and subjective poverty in which somebody is below a, a certain uh, amount of income, uh, you know, for, for a household of say four people. Uh, I think what it was when, you know, when we graduated college, it was right around, uh, 22,000, uh, for a family of four. So if you want to put that in perspective, 22,000 for a family of four, and this was in 2014, uh, it's not a whole lot of money. <laughs> like, and that's, that's certainly a lot less than, um, you know, a lot of people in the United States, uh, are, are actually bringing in, you know, we, you know, we're very lucky. We have such uh, an ethnocentric culture. I think we tend to, you know, take that, uh, that great benefit that we have by living in the Western world like this. And, uh, and we attribute it to all these different countries around the world and We're like, well, you know, you should, you should just be more like America then. And, uh, you know, Get a job, <laughs> Right. Get a, get, go, go get yourself more money then. Like if you don't have enough money, find a way to get yourself more money. Like, well, not everybody has the same opportunities as you, bud. Right.
0: How do you, how do you,
1: how do you communicate to those people that, and you know, not everybody lives in the same circumstances and, and if we're all playing this game of life together, but somebody's rolling with an extra die, how in the world could you expect the person to be able to compete fairly?
0: Yeah, I think it's easy to, for people that are making the arguments that you're talking about, make them from the sense of, um, like, hey, I, I, I personally, my life isn't perfect or the way I want it to be either, so, but I, I don't know, um, without having the foresight of like maybe even though their life isn't perfect that they may actually still have some advantages they don't realize that they have in comparison to the person they're judging or whatever but um i sent you a link of basically what seems to be reflecting the information that was like told to me and so like because i think it made some claim of like 80 to 20 percent of the world living in absolute poverty to where now it's saying there's like Twenty percent or whatever, and so I'm not even completely sure how to read the graph, or how they did the study, or how they did anything else. So, is this proving anything or helping my argument? Not right now, because that would have required me to have read and to have learned the material. But
1: you've got, you've definitely got the the data source down at the bottom of this graph. Jimmy sent me a graph which. Uh, illustrates three different uh, linear trends uh, downward, uh, showing that people are now living, or less people are living with these low amounts of income per day. Looks like it breaks it down to two dollars per day, one dollar per day, and a dollar ninety per day. Uh, this source is 1820 to 1992. Uh, I, I I'm not sure how to say this person's name, but I'm gonna guess Bergignon. Bergen, Bergignon Bergignon and Morrison uh in two thousand twelve studied the inequality among world citizens in the American Economic Review from nineteen eighty-one to twenty fifteen. World Bank uh by uh POVCAL NIT. So anybody who wants to double check us there. Uh, feel free to we'd love to hear your response Um, but according to this graph it looks like yeah people are doing better um at least you know if we look at uh in the 1820s that's where this graph starts out Mm -hmm. uh we see 94 percent of the world's population is that the share of the world population living in absolute poverty yes uh 94 percent is living with less than two dollars per day. Now, I don't know if that's inflation adjust- adjusted or not.
0: I would assume such like there's no way you could properly do this graph and not inflate uh, uh, adjust for inflation when you have it covering over a hundred years. Like maybe they oh. didn't, but I would highly assume that they would have had to have because two dollars in like eighteen twenty would have bought you like an entire town. <laughs> it's like um, walk in it's like, oh, he must be the mayor. He has two dollars in his hand.
1: Jeez. Yeah. Uh and then that is very much the truth. Let's see, we've got we've got our inflation calculators by hand. Oh your uh, point by, you by by, by, Um so the amount. Okay, so that's about forty dollars a day if we're if we're looking at the conversion from eighteen twenty to twenty sixteen. Right. So quite a difference. <laughs> um,
0: so I'm just gonna assume that they weren't back then getting two dollars, but yeah, I mean these things are hard to adjust for because you got to think about like not just monetary value like let's say in 1820 before maybe they deforested some of these areas maybe they had a lot more natural resources at hand that maybe don't have like necessarily a monetary value that increased their quality of life so i don't know these things are hard to mm-hmm. bring that's in everything into context but i don't know i'm trying to be positive here too i'm trying to spread some light good
1: that's good, uh, that's good
0: maybe like maybe everything isn't getting worse cuz i think it's easy to assume that life is forever going in a bad direction but you know maybe it's it's an up and down i don't know
1: we could interpret this data as being good i um, mean hey like fewer people are living with less money that's that's good right mhm i mean like if we're looking at that that as being kind of evidence of a lack of poverty, which I mean it kind of is. But by the same token, like I think you bring up a good point. Like, you know, the, the world looks a lot different today than it did in 1820, you know, mm-hmm. pre-industrial revolution kind of era. Uh, our world is certainly more polluted. That's definitely the case. Uh, our world is, uh, even though you you probably see like a, a, an overall increase, looks like our numbers go from, uh, 94 to 52 people, $2 a day, 84 to 24 people living with less than $1 a day. And, uh, I don't know why this black line is living less than $1 per day. Oh, I guess it's the, the world bank projection sees 44% of people in, uh, 1980 living with less than a dollar ninety a day. And in 2015, uh, and it, it has a parenthesis. It's a projection by the World Bank is nine point six percent. So also a, a, a very aggressive downward trend. Right. So that's that's good. Um, but by the same token, like what if their what if their way of life has been taken away from them? Like what if people in eighteen twenty were totally happy living, uh, you know, pseudo agrarian lifestyles in which they were just you know, on their farm, they, they probably didn't own the land. I mean, like that's something that's still very true. Like they were probably like surf, like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, or in some type of like, uh, anyway, I guess, well, 1820s, uh, it, it, it's kind of hard to, I, I'm thinking like, Oh, United States history. but That's not how it was. All around the world. Whoa. What was some, what was some good stuff that was going on in 1820?
0: Oh, yeah. it's like, mm, <laughs> wait a second. <laughs>
1: But I mean, it was definitely pre-industrial revolution, which I think is the is one of the important takeaways here. There hadn't been any world wars yet. Uh, There hadn't been a civil war yet in the United States. You know, all kinds of all kinds of stuff that uh, eventually led way to these huge factories popping up uh, and the manufacturing sector just exploding uh, into all the the pieces of technology and just commonplace items that we see every day in our life so that we can have our McGriddles. That's, that's what it's all about. You know, and We want to make sure that people can have more than $2 a day because a McGriddle costs about $3 a day.
0: Right. So, that way you have to work for at least two days so you can buy one McGriddle.
1: It's worth it. You, you just go for it and you can eat it so fast you, nom, 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 nom. and then it's gone. And, <laughs> it's gone. and then you're sad. Yeah. Well, at the beginning of this conversation, we were like, oh, yeah, McGriddle's at $3. That's pretty cheap.
0: Yeah. right?" But not if you're making $2 a day.
1: Definitely not. You know, that that definitely slows down your McGriddle consumption. That's for sure.
0: Probably be better for you, though. Would it be? It's a, Would it be? You're right. There's probably some <laughs> amount of nutrition going on. Well, I think, in general, the Know This, today's most interesting and important scientific ideas, discoveries, and developments book is basically trying to make, like, a technocratic kind of argument of saying, like, hey, you know, there's bad stuff going on, but with technology and advancements, we can minimize the bad stuff, there's less people dying of preventable diseases, and less people, and... Uh, extreme poverty and stuff like that and a lot of that has come about due to uh, scientific advancements and you know and there's also lots of like one good example i thought of is um uh from as far as genetically modified organism goes uh rice with vitamin a in it because they genetically modified it to have vitamin a because a lot of people die in india and other places places because they're malnourished and don't got enough vitamin a in their diet so that's a that's science for you yeah yeah that
1: that's definitely a good thing you know everybody wants a little more vitamin a (laughs) that's great put it in something people Uh, can
0: afford that isn't a mcgriddle you know
1: yeah well i afford uh well what if yeah what if that's the only thing that they can possibly eat like what if what if rice is the only uh the only option i mean like grain is still not necessarily healthy it's one of the reasons i went on the whole keto diet you know Mm uh but even so like if that's the only thing that a massive amount of the population could eat is that in and of itself uh uh an ethical failure like, I mean, you got somebody over here that's eating foie gras or, you know, God help you eating some duck. Or uh, or not
0: duck, but dog. dog. You know, like, <laughs> God help you, duck. Oh. oh,
1: suits. Uh, Yeah, that's what I'm going to have you about. You
0: hate suits? They're expensive fucking, as
1: shit? Yeah, they're expensive as shit, and people want you to wear them, and their ideal of formality and... You know whatever kind of stupid aesthetic they're going for just doesn't make any goddamn sense. I I, I don't know. I don't, it it doesn't.
0: You want to talk about that? You want to talk about suits? Yeah, dude. I just recently bought my first suit. Oh
1: yeah, I was actually thinking about buying mine. I I haven't I haven't bought a suit either.
0: I can tell you a secret. Tell me. There's a website called yeah. Endochino, and you can get like a suit if you get lucky for like less than four hundred dollars, which is cheap apparently, because usually they start around five hundred dollars. So unless you can find a a suit for cheaper than five hundred dollars, it's like you you would have to like measure you, you put in your measurements, you pick what you want, and then boom, that's what I did
1: well, that's pretty cool. I
0: got it for like 350 uh,
1: which i I do like the option you know to be able to buy a suit, but i am i'm I am upset based on the principle of having to have a suit,
0: oh yeah, yeah, suits suck, but here's my counter argument, Tim even though like I agree suits are expensive fuck suits I never want to wear a suit my entire life like think about and like you know that's like a big investment think about all the minor investments like a woman has to like make in her life to be presentable in the working world like she's got to like get have like multiple different outfits not just one suit so she's like blowing money on like multiple different things and there's also like a certain amount of upkeep they're like required to do as far as like their hair and their nails and their makeup and they and i'm not saying that just because that that's wrong and that sucks that the suit doesn't suck but i'm just gonna make the art when i when i bitch about suits the women they always bring up like you just have to like they're like if i could wear a suit i'll just wear a suit every day that'd be so much fucking easier. Than all the other shit I have to do, I'm like, you know what? You're right. I'll shut
1: up So my suit. the problem is to women because it's, it's more like society is pushing us towards this ideal of aesthetic formality. And it doesn't make any sense. Like why can't we all just like, walk in in our pajamas? Like what's, what's inherently wrong with that?
0: Well, I have an issue with that. But besides that
1: <laughs> – because it, because it's not presentable in some sense, or what's no? What's you got reason?
0: pajamas. You got the floppy dick issue. Those pants are just too floppy. Oh. I don't want people walking around with their floppy dicks, Tim.
1: Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, it's pretty disgusting. It's uh, yeah, there, there's got to
0: be like a little bit of control. Yeah. So
1: make sure that they're wearing some kind of a you know jockstrap or you know something something to keep that the dangly thing in check.
0: Yeah. Like I don't know. That's that's where my line in the sand is. Like Jean's fine, whatever I don't care. It's like no pajamas. Yeah,
1: no, no pajamas. okay. so we can we could probably establish uh, a baseline. What is acceptable to be worn in the public? And of course we're gonna automatically root right out like no nudity. Like people can't be naked if they want to be naked because that infringes on other people's rights to not, not have naked. to worry about seeing ugly naked people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I certainly don't want to go around and you know, see some like super old guy, you know, just walking around uh, and, and you can tell the temperature outside <laughs> just by like seeing how low is is Balls are hitting his leg, you know?
0: <laughs> it's so true. I feel like if we live in a society where nudity was allowed, but not everyone had to partake, it would be only like dirty old men walking around naked. That'd be it. Just like a nudist beach in like Florida or something. It's like that's the only thing you get.
1: I want to protect myself from the elements. Like, I, I don't want to be. I, I, okay, I do want to be naked most of the time. I think that that would probably be much better, uh it, at least in the warmer months or in those instances where I'm not worried about small woodland creatures or animals like running up and you know jumping at my dick and trying to bite it mm-hmm. uh i i don't know uh, it's just like we're, wearing clothes is kind of it's like the catch-22 like you, you on one hand you you want to make sure that the elements aren't going to harm you but on the other hand they can be uh stifling and restrictive and actually you know not protect you in, in, in so many sense you, know, you don't have flexibility you don't have the freedom to move how you wish.
0: What ninjas um, are you fighting off, Tim, where you need more <laughs> flexibility in your fucking clothing from day to day like sedentary life?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's <that's> true. Uh, <laughs> uh, extremely flexible ones. I don't know if they're like contortionist ninjas.
0: <laughs> Jesus. Uh <laughs> I don't know I as an extremely pale person like I should probably be wearing like full sleeve shirts and like pants every day just to prevent skin cancer Um, (laughs) so I don't know if I could like be part of like a naked society like I don't think like white people are made to be naked outside we just like (laughs) we're just like the naked mole rats of people we're we're meant to live underground exactly
1: we're, we're going to be like ground rollers, uh, and in the instance that you know, like we're, we're trying to make sure that we live in the area of the world in which the majority of our ancestors uh, evolved in. Uh, that's you know we're going to be in like super super cold regions of the world or like areas of of low sunlight. So like you can't not wear clothes in those kinds of environments because okay, you're
0: going to
1: freeze. Exactly. You, the, our, our, tremendously harsh you, you don't want that you don't want to freeze your butt off jeez not not for the sake of like uh having some kind of counter argument to the uh, you know the society's in mass idea of what you need to wear for a job interview <laughs> I mean, like it's,
0: it's right it's totally different ones for well amel if you think about it there i was going to say we, you know the ones for survival i.e. the person living in the frozen tundra. But if you think about it, wearing the suit is for survival too in a very complicated industrial society sort of way. It's like if you want to get a job where you can make money and not live on the streets, you buy a fucking suit so you can go to interviews to get more money. It's, <laughs> so it is for survival. It is like our battle garb.
1: <laughs> it, that pretty much, it. yeah. Like it's, it's inefficient in... In all arenas except for you know business and funerals, like those yeah. are the two situations you're going to be wearing that kind of stuff. Well,
0: there's weddings too, Tim. Uh, Jesus, you don't have to talk. That's one's a happy occasion. Oh yeah, weddings. <laughs>
1: just that Just
0: with my mind. Uh, <laughs> that's more like a tuxedo though. Like you, I guess you can wear a suit. I mean, other people know. wear suits too. I mean, yeah, exactly. Just generally
1: accepted formal wear. Um, yeah, without a doubt, but. Like I feel like we're doing this to ourselves, like because like I'm looking for a suit right now. That's Mm -hmm. that's what started this conversation. I actually like couldn't find a a suit that worked. It's like why in the world did I expect to be able to buy a two-piece suit for
0: your your exact measurements?
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, like just just perfect spot on. Like no nasty gist stains all over it. Uh, you know all the buttons and hems attached and. Yeah, it was dumb. I, at one point, I was like, "Hey, can I just get this one?" It was like a like a blue pinstripe suit, uh, and I only have like black pants, like black and gray pants. I don't know the rules, so if we looked them up, uh, and the person who was giving us advice just immediately was like, "No, absolutely not. Do not ever wear
0: those two things together." I'm like, "Where are these rules coming from?" <laughs> They're like passed happen? on down from like generation to generation. Yeah, and if you don't do that,
1: it's gonna be some kind of like poorly matching monster man, and he's gonna bust out and just like <laughs> rip your your ill-fitting clothing off of you, <laughs> uh, beat you to a pulp. I, don't, I know. Yeah, he beats me to a pulp, and he's like, "That's what you get for wearing plaid with stripes, motherfucker!" And he just
0: runs <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is how people react to it. If you like mismatch, yep, people.
1: I, I kind of want to mismatch just on the, just on principle. Like I, I want to show people I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not being stifled by this kind of regulation.
0: I'm not a part, a part of your system.
1: Yeah, not a part of the system. So I wanted to get one that's like bright and like like a bright pink blazer, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. So and like wearing some jeans. Fun.
0: By no means do I want to be famous just because I like being left alone. But at the same time, like, I feel like once you reach a certain level of fame, you can wear just about whatever you want, and it'll be cool and stylish. Like, you see, like, some of, like, the combinations of stuff Kanye or other famous people wear, you're like, no other human being on the planet would be able to get away with this shit. But you can do it. So what you got to do, Tim, is you just got to get really famous, and then you can wear all the stripes and plaid you want.
1: I'm gonna do it. You got to be a trendsetter first, yeah. People have to respect your opinion. Why do we respect famous people's opinion? Like unless they just have good opinions. Like uh, why is that?
0: Up? Uh, because they're somewhere we want to be. So we're like, oh, that guy is somewhere I want to be. Therefore, he must know what's up. I'm going to do whatever he does.
1: we're chasing the chasing the dragon, man. We gotta, mm-hmm. we, gotta we gotta get the level of fame so that we can finally do what we want to do (laughs) Mm -hmm. instead of just doing it now
0: right or i mean i guess we could do it now you'll be judged and spat upon and have the boogie monster come and rip your clothes off and beat you to a pummel like mess but you know it might be worth it if you do it if you do something if you stick to something long enough i think people respect that as well like yeah like you you like find the video on, on facebook of This guy's name is Jeffrey, and he's been running 20 miles every day since 1962, and even though just running 20 miles a day, it's like, it's kind of cool, but no one really cares, but if you've been doing something since 1962, it's like, oh, wow, that's crazy. We're going to respect you now.
1: Does that video have the uh, same generic background noise as most of the pet videos online? You know, like a little bell.
0: No. I know what you're talking about. I don't know exactly what you're talking about, but no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it, I, I, I think the ones you're talking about are actually all done by the same groups, like Little Dodo or something Dodo. I don't can't remember, but I know what I'm... you're talking about.
1: So they're, they're making a killing too, Just making Not all light. like little clinky noises. Oh, yeah. uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> And it's showing a little puppy dog rolling around. It's pretty good.
1: But you, so you want to, you want to trust that guy though. Like if he's running 20 miles a day, then you better bet. I'm going to believe everything that comes out of his mouth in regards to running. Oh, because right. he knows he's got the experience. Exactly. Right. But in, in terms of like fashion, like it's so it, like, it's, it's so ethereal. Like, how, how can you ever staple down any uh, you know factual rule for fashion? What well, it, it's changed so drastically over the course of human history, and there right. are so many cultures that have worn so many different things. I think the general rule of thumb is just you got to wear clothes first and foremost mm-hmm. because listen to you know social stigma, and then after that, it's the sky's the limit. You just do whatever you want, and if enough people agree with it. Then it's it's socially acceptable and you can go on your merry way without the boogeyman, you know, busting out and ripping your clothes off.
0: Exactly. Jeez. You've you've hit yeah. the uh, nail on the head. That's it. You just gotta figure out what everyone else that this is deemed socially acceptable. Be like, I want to wear that and then wear it too, and then you now you're with the in group. It's all mm. mob mentality. I'm just yeah. o- over here wearing graphic t-shirts and uh, jeans, and uh, you know, that's okay too.
1: Oh, those are great, and it's uh, super comfortable and very practical. And I applaud anyone who wears that kind of shit to a funeral. Okay, oh, so tell us about your experience wearing graphic t-shirts and jeans. To funeral, if you've got one coming up, I would encourage you to do so.
0: Oh my god, it's like <laughs> I like an "I'm with Stupid" t-shirt, It's like hey, taking pictures next to like the casket
1: yeah this <laughs> is it, the way you would have wanted it <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> yeah. uh, gosh uh yeah precisely so speaking of of mob mentality uh mentioned something earlier about like uh so let's take this into a feminist perspective right mm-hmm. so a lot of women uh are uh in so many words forced to be more presentable than males are in general most uh you know men don't have to wear makeup they're not constantly judged based on their physical appearance at least not to the degree that women are uh and i think that's very evident in industries like like makeup uh and in the clothing industries uh if you've any any of you guys out there that uh are are bored in the department store stroll on into the women's section and just take a look at some of those prices Like, um, everything is more expensive for women. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you could you could argue either way, like why exactly that is. But uh, are women uh, participating in this in such a way that it is perpetuating these problems, if you could call them problems to begin with?
0: Well, you know how we talked about how the suit is the male survival war garb? uh makeup is actually war paint and yeah. uh, all those other clothes they wear you know you want to look good for attracting a mate uh getting a good job or promotion at work etc etc so it's kind of a catch 22 of like do i participate in this to get the things that i want in life or do i abstain and possibly risk? being uh personally judged by my appearance for not participating at the same level other people are participating in so it's a it's a difficult choice or or you can take the route of a woman don't give a fuck about your appearance go get a degree in engineering and be like fuck you i make more money than all you men do
1: (laughs) yes oh man for for all us young ladies out there listening that are uh, or old ladies, it doesn't matter. Anybody who's trying to further their education, please, please, please get some get some awesome degree like that. Right. Prove everybody wrong. Show them that the ladies can do it better. You know, that kind of thing. Yes. Jeez, uh, that would be fantastic. And then when you do, like, please become a proponent for, like, anti-fashion so that I don't have to buy a suit.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right.
1: It's slow. It's a slow process but I hope that one day we can all live in a world where no one is forced to wear a suit.
0: <laughs> right. I, I've, uh, so speaking of wearing things for work, like Tim, Jimmy, Jimmy, like eight years ago, never thought he was going to wear like a polo shirt. Like, I thought polos were fucking dumb. Like, you only wore a polo if you were like played golf or you were like a douchebag. Like, that was it. Yep. Like, that was Mm -hmm. the only two instances I saw wear a polo. But, like, dude, I wear a polo, like, five days a fucking week now. And here's the thing. Like, Uh. I finally found out that a polo is basically just a t-shirt with a collar, bro. That's, like, all it is. Like, so I get all the benefits of looking like I'm dressing up for work. But I'm effectively just wearing a t-shirt, bro that's right it's so yeah. good i totally get why people wear them
1: pretty smart yeah i mean they, they want to be uh they want to be adhering to the rules and regulations but they also want to be comfortable so best exactly. of both worlds that's but perfect. I,
0: I was so sad though because one day i was like walking to work and i was just walking to work i just saw like four people wearing like the essentially the exact same polo as me just middle-aged dad bods walking to work. I'm just like, oh God, what have I become? <laughs>
1: You're part of the herd now. <laughs> exactly.
0: I was just like, oh God. Oh, oh how the mighty have fallen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Once upon a time, I could wear my graphic tees anywhere I went. And now, am reduced to this. Exactly. Or elevated to this. Either way you want to put it.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know.
1: Oh man. Yeah, I, I, uh, I guess I take it for granted you know i i I don't work in a in a, a sector that forces me to look presentable on a day to day basis it's like my my work is all about safety. make sure that I can protect myself from the harmful things that are going on around me mm-hmm. and uh yeah uh, i'm I'm lucky in that respect more more, more so than you know I, I would I would rather deal with the harmful things at my work and make sure that I'm wearing clothes that are practically going to shield me from those. Than clothes that are going to shield me from my boss's sideways glances. Like I, I'm so much happier that you know my clothes serve like that that uh, absolutely practical function. Like I I know that I know it right. for a fact. Um, rather than having to navigate these these unusual political or social circumstances it's so weird
0: like i don't understand why people have to dress up nice to sit at a desk in an office all day it doesn't make any fucking sense it's like we're all just sitting staring at screens all day like why do you care what we look like we hardly look at each other do you have any theories
1: any theories as to why that might be the case like why why would society push us to do this
0: i think it's probably just remnants of archaic I don't know traditions of workplace gobbledygook, and honestly, I think the further we go down, because like I'm sure at one point in time polos probably weren't acceptable in these spaces, only like full button up suits and whatever. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure as time goes on, things will more than likely be more relaxed. But um, yeah, well, you have I... some, you probably
1: have some uh, coworkers that wear a suit every day, right?
0: Uh, not really. No, our place is pretty casual. It's like, and the thing is, though, so it's just this whole fucking hierarchy thing of, you know, there's different people getting paid different pay grades, depending on what de- uh, department they're in. So there definitely seems to be a trend of like, the more you get paid, even though there's not necessarily anything written down saying you have to dress up nicer it's almost like an unspoken code is the best way i can describe it i don't know it just seems like huh like we all have the same dress code in this building but these people are dressing nicer for some reason so it's just like following the herd mentality kind of thing you know you want to at least like hit the same bar as your group if not try to go a little bit higher to So hopefully if, you know, a raise comes around, you're the one that gets it, right? So maybe that's a lot of it. people trying to increase their chances. It's like, because I mean, I definitely think there is something to where if you come to work looking prepared, like if you come to work wearing nicer clothes, it's like it makes you seem more prepared whether or not you're doing better quality work or not, as opposed to if someone, you know, shows up to work with flip flops and holes in their jeans, even if they do the same quality of work. On a surface level, you might assume that they don't care as much. Whether whether or not that's right or wrong.
1: You've got like this little little boardroom of uh, of course, old white guys. Is a typical example, right? right. Uh, old All old, old white guys in a boardroom talking about who's going to get the raise, and they're looking around at all the people in their cubicles, and like, man, we we got a lot of hard workers here. It's going to be it's going to be really hard to determine who's going to get this raise. Mm-hmm. And then one of them's like, it's Todd. It's Todd for sure. It's like why Todd? Todd always wears a tie. Exactly. Okay. Well, it's like because he's presentable. You know, he cares about the way that he looks. In addition it's... to the fact that he was a very hard worker. You know. Exactly. I, it's, it's the, ridiculous.
0: It, it's ridiculous, but you can see it. Like you're like as you're saying it, Tim. I can imagine someone else saying it. Like. Yep.
1: First tie per <laughs> day. Yeah, bro. And, and you're right. There's an association between how much someone gets paid and how nice their clothes are. I mean, pretty obvious, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's 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 a leftover from aristocracy. Like mm-hmm. the, the rich people wore the expensive garments. Mm-hmm. Right? It's pretty basic. And it, it kind of is a, a way to show off, you know, what kind of status you have. Right. I'm, looking, I'm wearing a three-piece suit. And I'm like, I've never owned a three-piece suit in my life. Like, uh, Obviously, because I'm talking about getting a suit right now. Right. I don't currently have a suit. I'm a 26-year-old guy, and I don't
0: have a suit. How did I make it this long? How <laughs> uh, did I make it this long? You're playing at a disadvantage, Tim. You've been playing life on hard mode.
1: <laughs> I, I guess so. Well, and... Or maybe I've been playing life on easy mode because I haven't experienced enough funerals in my life to warrant getting a suit. I guess that's so. that's weird. good. Although I do wear I wear a button up, you know, like I'll, I'll wear like a collared shirt. You know, like I'll, I'll wear a polo to a funeral.
0: <laughs> I'll wear a polo to a funeral. A nice a nice bright color, maybe a pink or a pastel yeah. blue, something to lighten up the <laughs> mood of the room.
1: Pastel. gosh, the most disgusting watered down. It's absolutely atrocious. Whatever. Uh, I won't get into my preferences for vivid coloration on garments. <laughs> Wait,
0: do you not like vivid colors? I love them. I I absolutely oh.
1: despise uh, the antithesis. I don't. Oh. I like pastels in particular are disgusting. Mm. I hate them. Like mm. these pale yellows and pinks and blues. Like they, oh, this are thing. You know, very easy on the eye. No, they're not gonna offend anybody. Like no, fuck that. I want, I want a bright red. I want a blaze orange. I want like an emerald green. You know that kind of stuff.
0: I want I want a uh, color that's as passionate as I am.
1: Yes. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a. Uh, I'm going to uh, represent myself through my wardrobe, and I want to make sure that everybody knows what my personality is because I'm going to constantly be wearing it. You know? Very important thing indeed.
0: Well, uh, Tim, besides uh, suit, you got any any other uh, things bumming you out lately? Any Anything else going on in the world in your, or your life?
1: Anything else bumming me out? Uh... Well, kind of difficult to think. So I've um, been having some, uh, some difficulty at work lately. We had a lot of technical difficulties this past weekend. So I had to stay later than uh, I originally expected to. You know, like, oh no, so sad. But you know, the, you know, it's those little it's the expectation versus reality, right? You you got to know uh, that things could go wrong, and when they do, there's an expectation that that you're gonna stay later, even if your expectation was that you're gonna leave on time. Right. <laughs> so,
0: well, this, but you're not salaried though, right? I'm
1: not, so okay. I I am three hour, and I I did get uh I did get my my fair wage for for what happened there. Yeah, um, and, and you know what I was I was about to make a further complaint like oh well I only had a four day week because I got Memorial Day off, but then I was like oh I got a I got a mem- I got Memorial Day off. You right. know, that's I that, I I didn't I didn't get overtime because I worked a four day week. You know that's right. not.
0: <laughs> Oh, worries me. <laughs> right? I got paid for a whole day of not working and then I didn't get time and a half. Oh. oh, no.
1: oh what about uh, you, Jimmy? What's going on with you? you got anything you said about?
0: Um, just uh, the things I brought up in the beginning about just not having enough time to do all the things I want to do. It just seems like I don't know. I just try to get <laughs> everything done and then it doesn't all get done and just got to get up and do it again but i mean i guess having too much to do is better than not having enough so it's definitely there's definitely a balance there you don't want to burn the candle on both ends but uh right. i think in general uh having things to do is good as opposed to sitting around in a depressed malaise so and i'm gonna flip i'm gonna flip it and switch it say it's a, a good thing that i got i'm, I'm really busy and um just keep mm-hmm. uh, keep on trucking. Keep on keep on trucking.
1: Keep on trucking. That's right. Yeah, there's there's always a, a, a little bit of vacation time over that horizon. There's always an opportunity for a break now and then. Um Yeah. There's you you're and I, I think it also goes as far to say as like you, you're you're as busy as you'd like to be. Like I mean you you, you can make the active in your life to be less busy if if you want to, but I think it's that you recognize that there are important things that you want in life and that in order to get those you you gotta you gotta work your butt off sometimes. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My my uh for example, my uh I I, I have a friend that's going to school at the moment and uh Ugh,
0: I'll never be that Jizzy. Ugh.
1: She is uh she's getting uh a a very difficult to acquire degree and Day in and day out, study, study, study. That, that's what she's doing all the time. Oh, uh, yeah. For all of you out there that are considering, you know, the, that little bit of additional work, you, you, a little bit of that additional um, education, know that it's hard work, but you know, it's going to pay off in the end. Eventually, you're going to be a more intelligent, uh, well-rounded individual for having learned, you know, whatever subject you're interested in. And and that's also something, you know, like be passionate in what you do, because that's really going to be that fire that continues to push you through those times where it seems like you're overwhelmed. Not to say that you should burn out, like don't, don't push yourself so that you're going to, that you're going to just hurt yourself, but still, yeah,
0: that's true. Anytime I talk to anyone that's going to school and working full time, I'm like, yeah, I think I'm busy, but I'm not. I'm really not. I'm fine.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I,
0: yeah. I, there, there's always that silver lining. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, Nope. It's um, not, not that. a nope sandwich for me. Thank you.
1: Hmm. All right. So, um, I guess, I guess that's it for this episode then. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about before we sign off jimmy uh
0: no i i think this was good just talking about some general basic life stuff of things and the weird world we live in but no i think that's good I think it's a good stop top point if any of
1: y'all would like to contact us and please 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 do uh visit our facebook page at cynic empowerment exactly how it's how you'd expect it to be spelled uh and leave us a comment tell us about uh some crazy suit story that you've had or why you think that we shouldn't have because I would like to deliver this speech to my boss later and I don't need to wear a suit Uh, any advice there would be appreciated Uh, or any of the other topics that we have discussed today or in any of our other podcasts uh, just let us know, contact us, Uh, we'll get back to you and we'll even give you a mention in in next week's episode
0: Yes everything uh, tim said and then if you uh, abstain from facebook and you don't want to use facebook we also we still have we have an email address at cynicempowerment@gmail.com. at gmail.com. we you accept emails there and uh, everything tim said you can send over there as well
1: yeah absolutely uh everybody thank you for listening thank you for joining us today uh remember out there that uh even though it might get tough even though you might be busy you just keep your head up and going to be all right pretty soon.
0: That's right, Yeah. Kids. See you next time.